Welcome, everyone, to the TZR Podcast, episode 69, Giggity. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I am joined by... Mike Potts. <laughs> We're immature. I'm joined by Callum Fraser-Sharp. Hello. And across the land, I was going to say across the sea, but there... Across the pond. Yeah, over the, the land lakes pond. or something, we've got Frank Nosich. A man who never eats pork buns is never a whole man. <laughs> and we have Shane Weaver. Hi. Yes, Shane. <laughs> Coming with the energy. Phrase. Good to go. I love the back and forth between me and Shane. You always peg me before him, and I come out with like outlandish video game quotes, and he's just like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't top it. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> totally good. So guys, this is our podcast for the week of March 1st, 2017. I want our listeners to know that we post our podcast every week, at, uh, every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting services you use across the web. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can reach us at podcast at com. And before we get into our news this week, Potts, could you kick us off with a nice little sponsor? Guys, how do you feel about superheroes? I'm neutral. I like superheroes. You like them? They're pretty super. So how would you feel about a story about superheroes in the 1940s that were created when an alien bomb was dropped on Manhattan and either mutated the entire population into monsters or turned them into superheroes? I'd say I would be intrigued. Well, there's this book called Wild Cards, and in fact, there are like... 38 wildcard books and some of them are audiobooks the first five of them in fact are audiobooks and happens to be what i'm listening to right now on audible no way Wait, wild cards what? by the george rr R. martin yes. of the song of ice and fire well fame? actually no he's all over the cover of it but he only wrote some of it and they're really just using his name because people know it but yes <laughs> by george rr R. martin wild cards um, so, Pots, if I wanted to get on Audible, what would I do? Well, you would probably want to go to audibletrial.com slash the zero review. Slash TZR. Slash TZR. <laughs> audibletrial.com slash TZR. I was close. You could try either of them. Only one of them will work. The game is on. Wow. Very good. Excellent podcast sponsor. Oh so, God. if you want to support this podcast or listen to Totally Sweet Audiobooks, check out audibletrial.com slash TZR. And check out Wildcards, because it's a I mean, fucking 20-hour audiobook. You really get your money's worth. It, it, do, it does actually sound wow. cool. So pretty cool. Definitely yeah. No, I'm totally going to get this. Yes. Gentlemen, we've got some news to talk about, but first... I want to know what Shane Weaver is playing, because I'm seeing him on the PSN, and it just says, Shane Weaver, blue dot, no game. Damn. Are you just looking at the title screen? Are you just looking no. at your little stupid XMB thing and wondering, why is this menu so terrible? Are you, <laughs> I don't under, are you I don't secretly understand. using the browser to watch pornography? No, I... Look, I've been dabbling in a lot of games. I don't understand why it is not showing you all the games I've been getting to actually play since reading week let me play a whole bunch of games oh i'm very happy about that but um i've been mostly playing for honor okay. i am aware that we've discussed about for honor so <laughs> at we'll length on that, last week's podcast check out last yeah. week's podcast on soundcloud.com slash the zero review <laughs> um been putting a couple hours into final fantasy 15 very nice did you are you you've got to be close to the end at this point no because what you've been seeing possibly um, on my PSN is half of me playing, and the other half is Erica 
playing. Ah. Now. So Erica is of course uh, uh, Shane's girlfriend. So yeah, cool. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I've been getting back into Uncharted 4's multiplayer, which for me is kind of a big deal because when it came out, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I hated I mean, it. <laughs> I feel like I toyed with it for like a hot second, and when I say a hot second, <laughs> I mean may have tried one round and then was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> like this isn't why yeah. I'm playing this game. What made you come back to it? Survival mode. Okay. Is this it just, just got like updated with survival kind mode. of thing, like a horde mode kind of thing? Yeah, it's just a standard uh, horde mode, but it's well executed, and it's with Uncharted 4's mechanics, which are a lot of fun, too. Like, because with multiplayer, it was always fun to just, like, you know, leap, throw your grappling hook, swing around like Spider-Man, and then jump down and punch someone in the face. Yeah. But it was hard to do without just getting clobbered all the time. For sure. Now, you can do that to AI characters yeah. easily. So you're just... Flying through the air, punching people, and straight. How many people can be on, like, a team? So far, um, I, I think it's four. And I say I think because only my friend and I have been doing, like, two-player co-op. That's awesome. But uh, it's, it's, like, uh, starting to get very, very difficult to the point where we need some more players or we're not going to be able to progress. <laughs> Shoot me a message and I will play with you. I will do that. Sweet. I feel like cool. horde modes tend to save games that have like really mediocre multiplayer, but like gears, like but yeah. like Mass they effect. like they have really fantastic <laughs> um, mechanics, but they don't translate well to PvP multiplayer. See, but, I mean, th this is sort of the thing. It's like games that I play for the intention of playing single player. I totally don't even look at multiplayer. So Mass like, Effect Three, like well, <laughs> Mass Effect Three, Mass Effect Three is a glaring. Three a glaring, like, special snowflake. Okay, that game was fucking awesome, and its multiplayer was fantastic. But when I think of, like, like Uncharted 4, it's like, yeah, I barely touched that multiplayer. When I think of something like The Last of Us, I literally never played the multiplayer even once, and I heard it was great. So It is. Yeah. I feel like there's some games that just... They just... Well, I mean, there's definitely some games that they just put multiplayer into that are not made for it. Hashtag Dead Space. Um, but, oh. but like, ow, yeah, but, no, that was pretty bad. But like, I, I feel like I would have played like a Dead Space Horde mode. I feel like that would have been really cool. Yeah, so for that, sure. that I would have been so upset playing that. Are you kidding? Me? A cooperative experience <laughs> definitely saves multiplayer for games that are not. Yeah. Optimized for PvP. I mean, that's literally why Mass Effect Three multiplayer was so yeah. fucking good. Just Can you imagine? They were like, if they were like PvP, fuck that. Can no, you imagine if that this. was PvP? How bad that would be? It'd be terrible. It would be the most unfun yeah. game ever. But because it wasn't, it was amazing. And I don't it care what you have to say, well Frank. For the kind of game that Mass Effect is. Yeah, definitely. Frank, what like, are you playing? Uh, I started dabbling in Final Fantasy X, the HD uh, remake Great of game. it, because I haven't played Final Fantasy any Final Fantasies really in a number of years so it's been nice to kind of just go back and it's been so long that I for a hot second I thought that they changed the voice acting from the original version to the HD version Yeah. and it took me a while to just kind of adjust to it and think no 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 that's John DiMaggio like I'm not going crazy <laughs> um, I found out that I am a Dark Souls fan now that's awesome huh? yeah you've been playing Dark Souls uh, 3 right I was playing Dark Souls 3 and after trying and failing to play Dark Souls 1 twice and thinking like, fuck it, I want to get into this, I can't, I want to see why everyone loves it, it's just not working for me, I jumped into three thinking, alright, whatever. Give it a shot, 
and now I love it. I'm like actively looking up lore on the wiki. I'm watching like Vati Vidya. Yeah. I'm just I'm just like so into it. It's just suckered me in. Didn't you and... say one of the main like differences from you playing now as opposed to Dark Souls One is that you're using a controller? Or... I was using a controller the second time I tried Dark Souls 1. Like, the very first time, I played with a mouse and keyboard, and I actually did better with a mouse and keyboard than with the Logitech controller I was using the second time around. Wow. <laughs> like, I was actually able to beat the Toro, to, uh, Toro's demon. Gotcha. Um, but then the only thing that's stopping me from playing more Dark Souls 3 is the fact that Torment Tides of Numenera came out yesterday, and I've just been, like, Oh, I've been waiting for this game forever, and it's out, and I'm playing it, and I love it. And... I was gonna say, give us a give us a brief oh. impression of this game. I'm, only, I'm sure you are I'm, not the only one waiting for it. I'm only like an hour, an hour and a half in, but it is written with the explicit intent of being the spiritual successor to Planescape Torment. Meaning, they got a bunch of the old band back together at In Exile. Mm -hmm. They specifically crafted a CRPG where it's. From what I understand so far, it's possible to not have a like a combat encounter the entire game. Oh, Everything wow. can be solved through like dialogue checks, exploration, and what have you, which complements the Numenera setting because um, a few weeks before the game came out, I was at a, a bookstore in Toronto, game store, and I found a copy of the Numenera core rulebook on sale, mm -hmm. or not on sale, but it was being sold so I'm like thinking you know what I want to get this kind of flip through it anticipation for the game and one of sure. the key aspects of the tabletop game is you don't get experience points for killing monsters you get experience points for discovery uh, <laughs> for exploring and for solving uh, puzzles and mysteries see that's awesome that's like the exact same reason why I love stuff like Deus Ex because it, yeah. it encourages you to play in like your own way and it's not like you know you're shoot into one style or another because like oh if you could just kill stuff you'll get more experience or whatever but like you know, you can really sort of, like, the game acclimates to how you want to play it, which I love. Yeah, for sure. And then I think that's so far a good implementation into the game. Um, I don't know the rules well enough to say, like, oh, yeah, it's a good one-for-one -one representation. I did ask a guy on Reddit earlier today uh, who moderates the Numenera sub-forum how the rules translate to the video game. He says not that great, but uh, loves the game, uh, which is awesome. And I'm loving it, too. And if you're a CRPG fan, well... It's a bit too early to give my recommendation, because like I said, I'm only an hour and a half into it, roughly. Mm -hmm. um, but so far, first impressions have been fantastic. It's been an excellent worth the wait. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to play even more of it. <laughs> Very cool. Pots, what about you? I mean, for a change of pace, I've been playing a lot of Titanfall lately. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That, that's um, new in your repertoire. How are you liking that game? I mean, it's it's pretty good. I no, I cracked um, I cracked prestige level six uh, over the weekend, and I was playing a lot of Live Fire because the the new Live Fire update came out, which came with a slew of like some not super exciting stuff, but also came with a new mode, Live Fire, which is literally just breakout from Halo Five, exactly the same which thing. Which we were yeah. really good at. It, the few times like you, I am, me, Justin, and Alex got together, we fucking. I am that. horrendously bad at live fire. Oh, it is but... it is a rough time, man. Um, our our YouTube subscribers will look forward to a full debrief on live fire mode, won't they? Yes, I have. I have my first first impressions video will be coming <laughs> out soon um, on the the mode. But just to get, like to go into it really briefly. Um, it's a, you, there's 60 second rounds, 
you win by either holding a flag at the end of the 60 seconds or killing the entire enemy team. Everybody has one life, and it's best to five or it's a first to five wins. So it's very fast paced. It's very very extremely unforgiving, hmm. and there are there's two maps. One of which is designed sort of like the time trial thing that you run at the beginning of the campaign of Titanfall, where it's it's just a lot of wall running and a lot of tiny corridors, and you really feel like you're in control of like your movement, and it's all about like staying really high up because you predominantly are playing against people that don't understand that the game is about wall running, so you can just drop right down on top of them. And that is like so good. And then the other map is super flat and has tons of trees and shit to hide in, and it's basically like camping the video game. And it is so fucking frustrating because people will just sit behind rocks and trees and, like, just wait for anybody that dares to play Titanfall the way you're supposed to, which is by moving, and just blow you away. So that's been my experience so far. I started to basically hide and be really shitty at that map, and I started doing much better, but it, it's just... It, it, like, actively encourages you to play the game in the way that you're not supposed to play the game, so it's very weird. Um, I really prefer the map that is all about, like, you can, within the first five seconds, you can get off the ground in the map stacks, and you can stay off the ground for the entire round. Hmm. If you... Are playing effectively. If you're doing it right, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, I guess watch for that video, but it's... Livefire is a little hit or miss for me right now. I'm mostly playing it because it's still, well, as of yesterday, it was still double experience. So just cool. I'll get to prestige level seven. God damn it, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> Grinding it out. Nice. Uh, well, Callum, what are you playing now? Uh, I'm working my way through the Titanfall two campaign that Potts got me for my birthday. Uh, so good, good, yeah. So good. Yeah, Have no, you I've gotten really... to that level yet. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like. Second to last level, and probably even last level now. Mm -hmm. Do you have you done the you're in a Titan the entire time level? Yeah. Okay, so you you're basically you you're at the end, and the end. Oh my god, no! The end is so no level has ever made me feel more powerful. As a character, because no level level. in the entire game has made me feel less powerful than the fight. Against that flying tiger. Yeah, that's that Dude, suck. That, that, yeah. Oh, so do that I, shit on the master difficulty, man. That yeah. took me three hours. I that beat that. I talked to Alex about that. It's like oh the whole game kind of coasts on this difficulty curve that's like slightly increasing. And then I think his name is Viper. Once yeah. you get to yeah. Viper, it's just like bam. Forget it. That shit Dude, is hard. Are you, and are I you went in there with the laser, master? with the laser core, and I was like, oh, you're this on. Is, I fucked this up. <laughs> no, I there's no good counter to it. Like every other Titan fight in the game, there is a clear like rock paper scissors. Yeah. thing going on that's the only tried, one where I tried to be is. so clever every time he does like a barrage of missiles I was like oh I'll just fucking no, 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 no I no, I no. used the it's one enough. with the machine gun and the um the shield that catches things and throws it back yeah um I think I used the single shot rifle the tone yeah I, I tried the tone a lot but I'm a really bad shot with uh, the tone so I, I could not get a beat on him but I should have switched Loadouts. I don't know why. I the one with the machine gun has a lock-on missile, so you can at least lock on it. Well, see, my only saving grace was when using Ion, you have that right bumper 
laser. Yeah, and that's like shitload that of thing is nasty. nasty so, man. so I I feel you on that. I use that through a lot of the game because it's like even if you don't get many hits off normally, if you can nail that once, it does massive damage. That that yeah. laser is the reason that Ion is so ridiculous in the multiplayer. Like yeah. if it didn't have that laser, it would be. It'd probably be like the but shittiest see, the problem type. With, with Viper is like you in the t- in the like what like second it takes to like do the startup frames for it. He's already like see it. Yeah, he's like, like oh. no, <laughs> I, I don't at, have time for this. I think at one point I actually just got really really close to him and he kind of didn't yeah. know what to do. Well, he also started doing that thing where he tethered me and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because that hadn't happened to me you in can, the game. You so can far. shoot it and it breaks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't know that because I was too busy being shot by a flying <laughs> fucking titan. <laughs> That but took me so long. That yeah. that's as far as I've gotten. Like I completed that, and the cutscene that comes afterwards, and then the next loading screen, and then I paused to probably eat something. Do you have? <laughs> so you you've chased down the ship, and then you've been on the the other ship. You've like boarded the other ship. And then you fought Viper on top of the ship, but you haven't been like captured yet. Right. I th- that's the picture it showed me. Okay. The picture about, it showed me was me being. You captured. are about to have one of the best experiences I have like ever had in a video. You're gonna feel like a fucking untouchable monster in this next level. It is it it is the most like vindicating experience ever, because it's just like, damn, I feel like I am a pilot, and nobody's got shit on me right now. Yeah. Well, that's what I liked about the entire level leading up to the fight with Viper, was, like, you're there with other pilots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So suddenly I feel very... Small. Like, part of the... Well, no, no, because the other pilots are like, fucking, whatever, I'll just... Well, now, no, no. again... And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how Titans in this game work. You... They're, like, the boss, what? and I'm just some pretender. What yeah. difficulty are you playing on? Regular. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I played through it on regular first. Then you played on Master. You will be so mad at that level on Master because you just get fucking picked off. Like the one where you're jumping from like airship to airship. Yeah. Some of yeah. the coolest God levels damn, I had ever seen though was the the previous levels where they would build like they would stack yes. like Lego pieces of oh, like the, the that was world. Very the cool. technological IKEA or whatever. Yeah. That, that one oh, will that also so cool. piss you off on master mode. That you have was to like such run a cool past level. everybody yeah. on I loved that. That was such a dope level. Yeah, I, the, I had a lot of fun with God, it. God, that campaign, they really did work on that game. Man. But, that but is yeah, such a fucking good that's game. That's pretty much all I've been playing is I've been playing Titanfall 2 campaign because I really want to get to playing the multiplayer, but I don't want to miss any of the you've, good stuff. You've got maybe like an hour left at most. Probably. I mean I might do that after we're done. Here. Yeah, I think you'll be able to shine it yeah. off tonight. But uh, yeah, I've been playing that. I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem f- uh, Heroes. Heroes, like yeah. a ton. Yeah, it's not bad. Is that the mobile. It's definitely yeah, playing yeah, it a lot too. Neat. It's it's a it's pretty addictive. But I feel like the cap is very quickly realized. Yeah, it's you very know? hard. Yeah. Like yeah. there are certain like S tier characters where like I see them and I'm like no I don't want to play PvP right now see like, the thing is, is I don't even fuck with the arena like I basically no no I, the... like, I like fucking with the arena the arena is good because it's like a good barometer for like how much work have you put into the game how well is it paying off yeah like characters that have brave weapons where their combo happens at once like if a character has a two times attack it happens first yeah like Gordon like, Archer and stuff yeah or, or like Kane yeah. I've been using Kane a lot, I've been using Roy a lot, I've been definitely been using Tharja a lot because like she's just a wrecking ball I of think, red tome. I think my frustration what? with that game though is that like 
so the accuracy used to be a thing. That well, used to be your saving grace. Was like if I go up against an axe user, there's a really good chance he's gonna flub this. Yeah, and I'm gonna get my second hit in and live. And no, the mobile game doesn't care about accuracy anymore. It doesn't care about speed. No, it's just if like you're it. against, if you're standing next to the next character, your attack will land. Their attack will land, and if there's more attacks, it'll keep happening. So there's yeah. no like. Well, it's, it simplifies it, but there's no game of chance yeah. there. The it's thing that bothers happen. me is like, I've basically gotten my core team to like, like thirty five or something, like like high thirties, right? And like, it's I just at, hit thirty with everybody. It's at the point where it's like now, like, like I'll encounter situations like I feel overpowered, right? But then I'll encounter a situation where it's just like, nope. Like, I just straight up cannot do this because <laughs> yeah, either yeah. my comps are wrong or because they're not all five-star characters. Right. Like, yeah, you can yeah, yeah. totally begin to tell the disparity between four and five-star characters at around level 30. Right. Which is, like, really, like, kind which of... why I don't even bother with, like, four-star characters. Like, if I've got the five stars, you're in my lineup. Yeah. Like, right now. Yeah. Like, I I have two teams. Both of the, One of them is all four-star and one three-star, and then the second one is all four-stars. I was not lucky enough to get a five-star character yet. Uh, but, um... And I didn't do that shut it off and turn it I on and keep rolling. I didn't do that either. I didn't do that either. I just played the I game. I see you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I played the game. I did as much as I could to gather as many orbs as I could. Last week, they had a thing where it was, like, team-specific, so you have, like... If you had a team that was all Lancers and a all team ninjas, that was all, all soldiers. Yeah, yeah. And that was good because I like raked in. Like, I used characters I wouldn't normally use. Yeah, I mean, and that, I enjoyed the game more that's because it of, forced me to use I've, characters I've got that I'm not using. And I was like, actually, this character is really cool in certain situations. Yeah. And I'm really glad that they sort of like set up. What were you saying, Jane? Uh, well, I was going to say, I found with those missions, I just took my most powerful, like, near level 30 sure. Lancer, put him with some level 1s, and then just plowed through. Yeah. With just the one so. character, yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. like, the fun that I'm See, getting out of it now is, like, the main team that I had, I still love that team, right? But, like, mm -hmm. it, it's very clearly hit its, like, soft cap or whatever. So now the fun that I'm driving out of it is just, like, okay, let me take the next four best characters that I haven't used yet, and I'll just... And level them, yeah. Well, because what happened yeah. is, is, like, I started playing through the story mode, beat it on normal, and then I start going through on... Uh, and then what was funny is, by the time I beat it on normal, my characters were already leveled where uh, hard mode was completely irrelevant to me. So See, now I'm three quarters... That for me. I did that, and I'm, like, struggling to finish hard mode. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm like three quarters of the way through insane at this point. Or lunatic, or whatever the, yeah, the purple yeah, version lunatic. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, like, three quarters of the way through that at this point, and now it's, like, now I've hit the cap where it's, like, no, I need, like, level 30 plus five-star characters or I yeah. can't progress anymore. And I'm just like, well, what well, the fuck? You know? Well, like... Even I'm, the last few stages of hard are just, like... Are they stupid? Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I had a team that was just, like, plowing through hard, plowing through lunatic, and then I'm literally on the last two stages of hard, and they can't even put a dent in it, so... Yeah. Well, Shane, question. How often are you using auto-battle? Never. Yeah. I, I didn't it, even... I let it just go. Like, at work, I just let it go. See, I've never even... I didn't stuff. know that that button was there yeah. until, like, a ways into button. it. Yeah, no, I use auto-battle when I'm, like, doing the stuff for the challenges. Sure. Like, if it's, like, you know, finish a, a, a stratum of the training tower with a character that's, like, a blue tome user, and I'm like, all right, I don't care. Yeah. So I'll just, that like, sounds like, run them through that. But, like, the ones that are actually important, the ones that have higher stakes, like the PvP, that's the one where I will actually pay attention because the arena does that thing where it mixes up like characters that give you 
extra points for using in your lineup. Yeah. But they're themed, right now at least, they're themed after the characters you only get from that week's summoning Yeah, which makes bundle, like, no sense Which is bullshit, because, like, I save all my orbs for a new lineup of people to summon, and I never get any of them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna finish those, like, missions. They're not gonna happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. how many times do you get 30 orbs that I can just throw into hopefully getting some characters that are, like, related? Yeah, you only need 20. It's like, it's like, it's a little more than 20. To do a full run, like, yeah. to get all five, it's only 20. It's just 20. Okay, I always try and get to, like, 25. Yeah. But, the thing you were saying yeah. before about auto battles, that kind of reminds me of, like, when I'm a couple turns into, not even, like, not even a couple turns, but, like, several turns into a Total War campaign, where at first it's like, oh, cool, I'll just do all the battles live, you know, because that's the main draw of the game, and then afterwards it's like, nope, strategic interface just interests me more. Auto battle, auto battle, auto battle. Yeah. Oh, this one's a pretty important one, I should, like, oversee this one personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once it gets to that point, though, with, like... This kind of a game, when it's like more of a chore than it is an enjoyment, it it's like that's yeah. when I want to put it down. Well, I'm, I, I I'm totally really, agree. That's where I'm at. That. I'm really concerned about that because sometimes the auto battle will take like my healer and just have her go out front and start attacking people. I'm like, all right, you need to reasonable, reasonable. This see, is too much right now. The, so like the auto battle good is isn't perfect. You don't have any injuries. Yeah. See, I'm not really even like chasing the the dailies or monthly quests or whatever. Yeah. I'm literally just doing the storyline, and then when I can't do the storyline, I'll just, like, try but, to grind out the greater seals at, like, the sixth throughout of the, the thing. The, really the storyline is obviously, like, I mean, it's not short. You kind of have to, like, want to get there. Like, I definitely did a really bad job at work because I was too busy on my phone. <laughs> and that's how I got to the end of the main storyline on normal. But, like, it's obviously not the only storyline. And yeah. I'm not even talking about the paralogues. Like, yeah, they're definitely going to continue expanding on the main story, which I like a lot. I bet they're, they I bet they're going to playing. That'll be like a charged update or something. We'll see. Uh, mm, I think it'll just be a regular update, but even still, it's, it was it's just very, down the like, line, right? It was a very clever way to get a lot of people all at once to establish their Nintendo IDs before the Switch came out. Because you needed like to have an ID Fire to Emblem. download Fire Emblem. Yeah, it's only Fire Emblem's, like, relevant to you. I feel like there's definitely, like, oh, yeah, better, like kind yeah. of whatever about but it. But, like, if you're following, like, the mobile offerings that Nintendo has, like, I don't know if... I think Super Mario Run also did that, too. Like, if you sure logged in with your Nintendo... It'll do Connect some or like Nintendo account, Nintendo whatever that ID. thing was called. Yeah. It would give you, like, you can play as Toad now. And you're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. I think it's accomplished its second job as well, though, in the sense that, like, now that I am at that soft cap of, like, level 30 and it just isn't feeling rewarding, I'm more intrigued to just, like, pick up a real Fire Emblem and get into... Oh, yeah. You know, now you're talking Justin Chow's language. That's literally what happened to him. He didn't even <laughs> yeah. get a soft cap. He was just like, wow, I kind of like these characters and I want something more, like, legitimate. Yeah, absolutely. And then you were like, exactly. sorry, but the best ones are on Game Boy Advance. Like, oh, oh. The 3DS one was pretty good. Yeah, I've heard Awakening and Conquest and Birth. I haven't played really I haven't played Conquest and Birth. Awakening, Awakening was so good. Yeah. It was pretty but good. But that was also <laughs> when it became Fire Emblem Waifu Simulator. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of weird dating simulator bullshit yeah. going on there, and you have to like breed your characters together. Yeah, to yep. have you have to breed your characters. Time. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you would no, draw like your leg- people. legitimately, you you got to a point where it did like a time skip or something. Yeah, and if you wanted like, the good children characters, you had to literally pair up. Yeah, like go on 
updates yeah. and, and like breed. You no, no, literally yeah. breed like, your the more, that's the more often, What game is this? The more often <laughs> Fire, Fire Emblem Awakening. The more often Fire characters were next to each other when they uh, did a combo yeah. attack, the better their relationship with each other would be. And it'd be like, hey, I really like the way you killed that guy. Want to bang? Yeah. And then, that's, <laughs> and then my that's, kind of woman. That's See, how you get. I remember I, I had to look up the fucking chart that was like, oh, you better make this yeah. dude like this girl, and then you'll get this really sick yeah, or crazy like the, the only way child to get, character. The only way to get the daughter that was a mercenary but also had the skill where like she would be wildly overpowered was to like blend a Pegasus knight and a healer, and then you'd get like a different hair color based on the dad, and I was like, I don't care. That's <laughs> yeah, some next level stuff. It is, it, was, it, was it was EV ridiculous. training for people. It's yeah. EV training for not Pokemon, but for There's definitely EV. some like... Some like fucking eugenics bullshit going on there. I want all blonde characters. Oh man. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Fire Emblem Fates, er, not Fates, sorry, Fire Emblem Heroes, a lot of fun. I talked a lot of shit about Nintendo branching out into mobile, and yes. now I'm going to eat crow because and it's played, actually really good. You've played every single one of their mobile I games. I have not played Super Mario Run. It's okay. Yet. Okay. You have, you have played oh, Pokemon Puzzle Quest. Pokemon Puzzle Quest was not from Nintendo. Because you, you gave me shit about playing Marvel Puzzle Quest, and then yeah. you immediately yeah. five-star rated Pokemon Puzzle Quest. Yes, I did. Wow. Yes, I did. Google yeah, blowing up your spot. Goddamn Google. <laughs> so guys, I've been playing some stuff. Definitely putting some time into Fire Emblem uh, Heroes, but... See, like, I've been in this weird spot, right? So, um... Horizon Zero Dawn came out yesterday, and I really want to play it. And, uh, like, I know... I think Shane's the only other one that has a PlayStation on this podcast right now. Oh no, you do too. Um, oh wow! But uh, hey. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how well that game's doing, and it's just like it's pulling on me in such a real way that I'm like, ah, oh, I just so want to play it. But like, as we know, this is a very special week, yeah. which uh, which <laughs> yeah. we should get into shortly. But there are other things that are distracting me from doing that, so. Uh, the really the only thing I've been playing is more uh, Neo, and I'm assuming that I'm about like sixty percent of the way through that. It's it's a fucking long game, but uh, still good, still having fun with it. Good, yeah. So what did you call it? Um, Gaiden. Uh, oh, Gaiden Souls. Yeah, that's, that's basically. <laughs> uh, but guys, as I was saying before, this week is a very special week. This week is a very special week because the Nintendo Switch comes out tomorrow night and I'm freaking what? the fuck out, okay? Tomorrow um, night? I am so fucking oh, okay. excited about this thing. Tomorrow at midnight. Yeah. Tomorrow at midnight. Yeah. 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 Which I'm not going to yeah. be there for. 12 a.m. Friday. Yeah, so it's actually funny. Justin Chow and I will be at the launch event in Manhattan tomorrow. God damn it. I, th- I-, I think. I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm pretty sure there's a good chance that we're going to meet Reggie fils so that'll be an Whoa. interesting experience. His body is ready. His body is ready. My body's not ready. Reggie. But, you know. <laughs> um, but, guys, like, I don't know how you're feeling right now, but my Switch hype is, like, so fucking high right I've now. I've been hitting refresh, like, a million times a day, trying to see if anyone is still carrying or taking pre-orders for the Pro Controller. Yeah. Literally, everything's cleaned out. BestBuy.com, you look at their listings for all Switch accessories, anything that's not an Amiibo, sold out. And I'm talking, like... Sheikah tablet, uh, uh, you know, holder things, the plush things, yeah. screen protector films. What the hell is that? 
like the rubber bumpers that go on your controller, which think, we only know are going to block your controller signal. I think your best bet is going to be waiting for the day that it comes out. But like, yeah. no, I'm going to be oh, like man. doing the rounds, it's looking for people who skipped out on their pre-order, trying to see if anyone left seventy dollar controller. I don't give a fuck that. I don't give a good figgy fuck. It's I'm five dollars more it. than any other controller. Though, <laughs> fuck, it's true. Yeah. Fuck for real. Like, if, that. You, if I wanted like a really nice, I don't know. Camouflage Xbox One controller, or maybe an Uncharted. Edition that was that was exactly the same amount yes, as uh, per yeah. controller. Bullshit! I yes, wouldn't have paid that. No, get, I mean I believe you. I just I, wouldn't have paid for I'm it. I'm not getting. I'm not getting an Xbox Elite controller. I'm not spending hundred and forty dollars. I'm spending half that. No, see, seventy dollars is ridiculous. One hundred and forty dollars is inconceivable to me. It, it's inconceivable. Anyone, you've never anyone bought a drawn razor, would my friend. Pay you've never known. Like plush. If, if you have, if you've paid one hundred forty dollars oh, for a controller, plush. right in luxury to, controller goodness to the TZR podcast. I can, I can give you Dave's phone number right. Tell now. me <laughs> why the fuck you would pay one hundred and forty dollars. It's for, for the controller. It's for the Xbox shooter hardcore man. Dude, I am for the lull, dude. I have been playing the same reason you pay two hundred for a keyboard. Fucking months. Yeah, but a keyboard's different than a controller. Like a two hundred dollar keyboard is an objective difference and a jump in quality from like even a fifty dollar keyboard or like a five dollar. Don't have to be that. That was that was for emphasis. No difference is so much smaller. A keyboard should cost. I'm not saying it's not Wow. No. No, it should. If you get a mechanical keyboard with rebindable no. macro keys, fucking with... mechanical keyboards are a oh. bullshit pretend invention no, that you and Justin no, Chow not. conspired to create no, to confuse not. me. <laughs> there is literally no difference between a regular keyboard and a mechanical yes, there is. keyboard. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Difference I'm not number one. Gamer <laughs> and I know this. Hang on, hang on. Difference number one: clicky sound when you hit. Oh, clicky you sound! See, you see the Razer products this, around this, here, man? There's a reason. I'm, this also just sounds like a hater. Like, really, all yeah. I'm hearing is just a hater. I'm not even a hater. I don't get it. Why would you pay $200 for a fucking keyboard when you can get a $12 keyboard? It makes because, a because it makes a clicking sound? No, because... No, well, first of all... Like seriously, the I clicking. can make a clicking sound. You want to give me one hundred forty dollars? I'll come to your house. I'll make a clicking sound when you touch the buttons. No, mechanical keyboards are more accurate. It's hard to describe, but when you type on them, there's just this sure. weird feeling of sensitivity. Yeah. Where I totally get you, that because yeah. writing on a touch keyboard, like a full yeah. touch keyboard, like when the um, Windows Surface first came out. Oh no! Fuck and there's that no, shit. no, you need to have feedback, and no, that's I'm, where I'm mechanical saying, keyboards are king. I'm saying it this way, yeah. right? So like. I had a chiclet keyboard when I first got my PC, right? Like this is like such a departure you mean, from you what mean we were like, going to talk about. You mean like, you mean like Mac style? Yes, I, I, so a, chic, a chiclet okay. keyboard, right? Those so, are the worst. And it was it was things. serviceable. It was fine. But like when I was playing on um, when I was playing in MMO, right? When I'm playing Final Fantasy uh, 14, like you're hitting a lot of buttons at the same time, right? Yeah. And it's, like, very important that I'm hitting the right things the right way, like, especially if I'm, like, moving and stuff. And there would be a lot of scenarios where, like, I would lose my my hands and, like, not know, like, where I'm going and stuff. I would agree with that. But with a mechanical keyboard, it's, like, when I... Like, you can literally feel where the key depresses and you're, like, okay, like, what? my my attack went off. Okay, I'm moving this way. I'm doing this. Like, it's just... It's a, what? It's a so muscle muscle. All right, so, hold on, hold on. A ch- I know what a chiclet keyboard is. Yeah. And I know what a keyboard is. Mm-hmm. What is a, like, 
What's a mechanical keyboard? Okay. What, what is the difference okay. between a keyboard that isn't a chiclet keyboard and a mechanical keyboard? So okay. I swear to chiclet God, if keyboards. you say it makes a clicking sound. Okay, so okay. this is what it so is. So a mechanical really keyboard. Mechanical keyboard has a metal prong that goes under the key, and that's what makes the clicking sound. So when you touch it, it's uh, it's not exactly spring loaded, but you can feel it sort of deep, uh, compressed. Think of compressed. The, that's the right think, word. Think of it this way, right? On a soft keyboard that doesn't click, when you push the key in. Like, at what point do you know that it's activated the key, right? Like, how far down do you have to push that key to know that it was activated? I never thought of that. Okay, because (laughs) because you're not on a PC all the time. But with a mechanical keyboard, you literally feel the the moment of impact when you're like, okay, the keystroke has registered. I think the closest closest analogy I can come up with is with an analog stick, pushing it to the max versus gently pushing it forward. That is the absolute closest I can think of. It's exactly like trigger weight on a pistol. It's, yeah, it's well, I, I was I was gonna yeah. say GameCube trigger buttons. Sure, yeah. trigger buttons. Sure, gun yeah. that shoots okay. bullets. Sure. I mean that, that, that's um, it. That's a good point. That is so important that you would pay two hundred dollars for a keyboard. Yeah, dude. I, I no, 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 no. That's not the only reason. Because yeah, I, because I asked reason. Justin Chow what a mechanical keyboard you do was, it for the green and light. he asked me if that was a real question. Uh, okay, well, well, yeah, because it's like this is one of those things <laughs> where it's like a mechanical, like. We're at a stage in life where what a mechanical keyboard is really isn't like foreign knowledge. I have have literally, I've never heard the term. You you sort of find out about these things by living in the world. Well, we also know that you are a very old man. Okay, so (laughs) I mean, I have a Mac. I have a Mac at home, and I have a Mac at work. Uh, See, there's your problem. There's your problem. I don't. I haven't had a. I haven't had a gaming. Like I haven't had a PC that I gamed on in like 15 years. Yeah. So th- yeah. I mean that's that's you why because older when you I, I think you it's because since you haven't been like involved in that oh, space, shit. all of this stuff is like information that you would have had no need or desire to look up or, or understand at any point, right? But it's yeah. like if you're into the computer gaming scene, these are pretty like normal things. But one hundred and forty dollars, yes. Okay, but again, keyboard. it's not. It's not. It's, just it's the not just the keys. No, yeah, Shane, I want to hear you chime okay, in on this. What else like, is mechanical about it? Depends well, on the model and mixer. No, no, I, I want to hear yeah, what, no, what Shane like, has to like say. Frank's saying, like the you can get a cheap mechanical p- keyboard. Um, I'm going to hold mine up. It's this little crappy Dell one that I've just been using because I've had to financially. But, um, like you know, you'll get ones that are equipped with more USB slots, with LEDs lighting it up, with macro keys, additional macro keys to actually like bind for your games. Yeah. Um, just like useful, like tools like that yeah it, it's all just yeah. easy view stuff like see on my keyboard those five keys on the left yes that like aren't on a normal keyboard those are all macro keys do you know what a macro is i i know what you mean when you say macro. okay cool so so like having stuff like that available to you is very cool there's also like a, a program for it that like i could make the key i could make the keys light up in such a way that it will like let's say i'm playing a shooter it will only light up the keys involved in the shooting yeah. game. So it's like, do your you, that's yeah. that's and you can also, you can you can even upload profiles that upload key configurations specific to whatever game exactly. you're playing. So if I that's move all, up days, that's yeah. all. That's, so, that's all well and good. Um, oh my god! I, but is it worth the extra hundred forty dollars? Yes. I, yes it oh is. I, would, I would not pay hundred forty dollars for a keyboard just so I could change the color. I, of the I would, lights I would on put it. It's I not just the color changing. Listen, I'm like, like reducing the argument to if, like uh, if we can boil this to absurdity to, to real world things. It's basically like what. Callum, why would you drive a Mercedes when you could clearly just drive a Kia? 
Why would you do yeah. that? <laughs> like, I mean, this, it's, it, that this, is exactly this is my problem, is that I've always been more substance over style, super utilitarian. Then why are yeah. you playing an Xbox instead of getting a game piece? <laughs> <laughs> um, Seriously. Because, because, because Halo. Uh, That's why. How did, how did that work out for you? This it didn't work out yeah. for me very well at all, <laughs> goddammit. So, so you're willing to pay $300 for a video game. I've, I've, no, but... I'm not. That's why I'm not buying a fucking Switch. Segway, but segway. Good day, sir. Segway. Speaking of the Switch, so who's, who's, who's getting one? Right now? It's it's just me and Callum that's on yeah. the Switch train. Yeah. Okay. I'm freaking no, excited. I mean, like, the topic. Did, no. I'm I'm pulling us back into the topic. Did you guys see the indie showcase? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. I was so fucking hyped for that indie show. I, I heard him I, and Alex complain about I was it. Not, I, didn't I was it. not blown away by a lot of the indie showcase. <laughs> But specifically Wargroove, I was like, oh, what? Is yeah. that for is that well, Advanced Wars? It's literally Advanced Wars. Advanced Wars. It's, yes, please. It's Knights and Dragons Advanced but, Wars. But like that first game they showed looked exactly like Spelunky. I did not care for that. Uh, I remember you saying yes. it's not Spelunky. Yeah. It's Steam um, Dig. I mean that was a pretty popular I've never game. really been in oh, like Yeah, that's the thing. That's another yet another game on the Switch that's like ten years old. I've well, never, this is Steam World like two. Oh, like its own thing. I've never been interested in ukulele, like at all. Like, I've, I've got. I, I saw the Kickstarter. Like, this I looks like a if game I if I was like, gonna buy a ukulele, I wouldn't be buying it on the fucking Switch. Yeah. See, no. my big takeaways were that game Pocket Fighters looks fucking. Pocket right Fighters up my does look fun. That looks yeah. right yeah. up my What head. is that? It's a, it's a like a unique two D pixel fighter that's for the Switch. Um, that's cool. It looks really cool. Wargroove looks really cool. Wargroove looks cool. I, Blaster Master yeah. Zero. Yeah, What's that? Pocket fighters. Blaster Master Zero. Oh, Blaster, Blaster Master Zero. Yeah. Hell Blaster yeah. Blaster Master Zero. I look the first five seconds. I was like, uh, and then everything afterwards. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, dude. Like, I liked Blaster Master a lot, or Master yeah. Blaster back in the day. Blaster Master. But uh, the fact that it's uh, that's Inti Creates now is like, that, like that sealed it for me. Like, I am a diehard Inti Creates fan. Like, I fucking love everything Inti. Uh, Indie Creates makes so like I'm totally on board for that. I'm also it weirdly excited. Felt short, didn't it? What? Like it felt like a really short showcase. Oh yeah, but but I mean it's yeah. just like it put stuff minutes. on the radar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but even something like Stardew Valley, like I have not had an opportunity yeah. to play Stardew Valley yet. I've never played it, and I was like, I could play it on the PC, but I'm not like in love with the idea of playing it on PC. The and idea then it's of like playing it multiplayer is very appealing to me. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. they added co-op to a lot of the yeah. old games. Escapist that they're porting over, which yeah. is great. I love um, the Escapist, and Escapist Two has like a whole DLC that's just like The Walking Dead as like Kirkman's comic Walking yeah. Dead, not the TV show Walking Dead. And I'm dying to play that, but I like didn't buy it for Xbox. Yeah, and Speaking now of the, the option of doing it. Shoutouts to Escapist Magazine, oh, yeah. Liz. We will see you at PAX East. <laughs> the only reason I would say play Stardew Valley on PC, and this is the only reason, because literally mods, I can I mods. Yeah. Hey, yeah mods. This might just because be... like honestly, Stardew Valley is the kind of game where I would love to sit down in front of a Switch or a console and just play in front of a TV. It's just that style of game. Yeah, where you yeah. know kicking back on a couch is perfect for it, but I would only say PC because you can mod it, and there are some excellent mods out there for it. But, yeah. I just, but. I, I just, Street Fighter Two, yeah, uh, would also. All right, so I don't know if this is just me, and judging by my argument with Alex the other day, maybe it is. Yeah, but I don't count old fucking games that they're porting to the Switch as launch titles. Binding of Isaac, and, I would, like I, would, I, I do, that's the worst I part. Do not, not count launch. it. The Binding of Isaac. Fuck off. 
<laughs> that's been on Steam that's for like game. five years. I would yes, and it's old game. as fuck. Skyrim, so, old as so fuck. Like, these aren't launch titles. These are not... All right, that's <laughs> fine. But these are not draws for me to buy a system. No, I can right. get these totally on right. any okay. other system. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree that's with you. Fair. Right. That's fair. I mean, but they're still solid games that a lot of people yeah, have not are, been exposed they to. They are solid games. They're definitely the kind of games where you would look at them and be like, why isn't this also on the Switch? Well, I mean, but, like, it's definitely not something you push out. I feel like they're, I feel like they're making such a big front. deal about like Binding of yeah, Isaac, exactly. and it's like, fucker, I played Binding of Isaac like eight years it's ago. I mean, I think it's, it's because it's popular. I think it's twofold. It's twofold. It's one because it's super popular, and like yeah. Nintendo wants to show off, like, hey, we've got this, you know, big indie support or whatever. And yeah. two, it's like. The Nintendo market, I don't think, has been exposed to some of these games. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it technically well, is a like, fresh market for some of But no, but no, Binding of Isaac, Isaac was on the DS. Wii U? Like, yeah, that would be not. so bizarre. Like, the market is not there. Yeah. But Binding of Isaac was released on the DS. Yeah. I think it was the DS, yeah. I'm pretty sure, we're also going to get Caves, we're, of course we're going to get Story. Cave Story. Yeah, Binding of Isaac yeah, was released on the 3DS. Uh, I'm, sure I'm sure Terraria will come out. Yeah, There'll be a probably. Switch Minecraft. Well, that's All a, those I mean, indie games that they okay, throw like, onto any system that let's is not, released. Let's not, like, take it off for granted. Like, the Switch is not a powerful console. It's less powerful than all the other regular consoles out right now. So, like, stay in your lane. I mean, I think... Play it, good yeah, indie yeah, games. Yeah, like, I think it's a great platform Don't try and play great and games it, badly. Play good games really well. And honestly, Absolutely. if we're talking about, like, indie games, uh, you know, you referenced launch, right? Like... Fast Remix and Snipper Clips, like yeah, like I am so on board for I both of those. Like clips a lot. I am so on board for both of those. Yeah. It also I'm makes me very happy that it's actually called Fast Remix and not Fast RMX because I sound like <laughs> such a tool every time I said Fast, fast RMX. RMX. Uh, Remix. No, I'm, I'm interested in the Steam World game that's coming out just because I started playing Steam World Heist a couple weeks ago and I'm like, wow, I I, I really like this game. Yeah, and, I was and just then like, there was that like weird. I can't remember what it was called, but like it almost looked oh, like Hotline um, Miami. Oh, uh, oh, Hotline the Shift. Shakedown Hawaii. Shakedown Hawaii? Shakedown Hawaii. Shakedown Hawaii, yeah. That fun. Weird, it's the same guys who did... Uh, same guys I was going to say, it better be or somebody's getting sued. Yeah. Yeah. It was made by same the guys. Retro City Rampage people. All oh, right, yeah. Yeah. It looked really fun. Okay. The only standouts to me were Wargroove, um, that 2D fighter, and I'm terrible at Pocket Rumble? Yeah, Pocket Rumble, I guess. Pocket Fighter, I think it's called. Pocket Fighter? Yeah. Fighter, we should I really think is a PS we should research game. We should research more fake news. Yeah, Pocket Fighter is a PS one game. No, it's Pocket yeah. Rumble. Pocket, Pocket Rumble. Rumble. I just looked up. Much yeah. Thank you, okay. Frank. Because I Thank googled it and I was confused. The I'm looking at a list of them right now. A lot of the indie titles the that thing. they showed, I kind of just wasn't feeling. Like I'm kind of over pixel art. Like I'm over it. Like it's cool. <laughs> like Hyperlight Drifter, beautiful game. The fact that it's pixels is like. Yeah. Not, but see, that's why I'm stoked to see something like, uh, but like, like flipping death, or was, uh, that, was yeah. that what's, what's right. that which what's looked called? like? Am I correct me if I'm wrong? But was that made by the same developer as Stick It to the Man? Because the art style looks yeah, extremely looks exactly similar. Um, see, Pocket Rumble looks like it should be on the fucking NES, right? Or not even the SNES. Or the no, yeah, it's, it's got that eight bit eight bit look to it. I like that. But see, I still love that stuff like Fast Remix and like Red Out and all these different like yeah. these other indie games are going to be on there. Like, I mean, Fast Remix. Have you seen trailers for that? It looks fucking beautiful. It's F Zero. It's the F Zero X game that Nintendo refuses to make. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm so <laughs> glad that it's there, regardless. Like, here's the thing that I was thinking of though, and in regards to what you're saying about them not being new titles for launch i'm okay with that in the sense that it's just less exclusivity no, and i would rather have 
games appear on multiple platforms for everybody to play than just be like, well, here's a new game that you can only play on our system. No, I, I agree it's with more that. About the it's, way that it's catch up. It's more. It's more yeah. that they, they're they're making it out to be like this draw to buy a switch, and it's uh, like, no, I can get that on literally any other system. It's definitely not yeah. a game that yeah. I would have been like, oh yeah, let's push this to the front because it's well known. Yeah, it's like, like no, 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 just put yeah. it on. The I feel like they were really making a big deal yeah. about Binding of Isaac, and it's like just I can it, literally buy this anywhere else. Quietly, yeah. just put it on the e store and then leave it alone. See, I don't, yeah. I don't know if they're looking at that as a system seller. I think it's yeah. far and away Zelda. I think they're looking at Skyrim as a I think it's just padding out the library, saying like, "Oh, look, uh, PlayStation has all this indie support, but we do too. Look at our library." Totally. In this sense, no, I totally. And I think it's that. more of that. Yeah, no, they should absolutely pad out the library. I just feel yeah. like they definitely are presenting Binding of Isaac as like a thing to be excited for, and I get Pots being like, "I'm not excited. Yeah, for this. I, I played this. Like, I get I, that too, I would but be... then I can also get why it's a seller because be it's way... a brand name that you recognize. I'll be way more associated with quality. when they start saying." Look at these indie games that we have that are coming out that aren't out anywhere else. Also, well, like I mean, they're, that, that like was, they're but coming, that's the they're thing. coming, they're coming what... to Xbox, they're coming to PlayStation, but they're also coming to Switch. I could give a shit okay, about games okay. that have been on Xbox and PlayStation for like eight years. Well, I mean, that's that. I think that's a lot of what this Minecraft. indie showcase was. Like, yeah. like War, uh, what's called Wargroove. Yeah, Wargroove is that game. Yeah. Uh, Steam World's Dig Two is that game. Uh, Pocket Rumble and uh, what was to the a lesser extent Stardew Valley because Stardew Valley, yeah. now you're getting well, more consoles. Is another older one. In fairness, like, yeah, I, I said, to a lesser Stardew Stardew extent. Valley. Like, right? Stardew Valley has been a monumental success across every platform that it touches. Why not put so it on Switch? Like, yeah. No, I mean it's it's, it's a good point. <laughs> it's you, know good, it's, I mean? you know, it's like it's good business. Yeah. Do good business. Yeah. Wow. Wargroove. War Literally it's, is advanced yeah, wars. Yes, exactly. it is. It, it is. It is Knights and Dragons Advance Wars. Yeah, like I'm yeah, I'm totally excited. game for that. <laughs> is that is, is that a first party title? Because no, that is 100 percent a third party title. What? Yeah, it looks exactly support. like Advance it, Wars. It, it, it really is, is, but you can make your own maps and stuff too. Yeah. So that's cool. Map creator, cool. What I'm curious about is is the fact that the console's coming out like pretty much two days from now affecting anybody else. I know it's making me strangely more excited for it despite all the criticisms that I could like yeah. slow so at the switch. I've kind of gone on media blackout in regards to like the reviews and like all these like oh desync issues or whatever. Like I honestly don't even know what they are because I'm I'm putting myself in a mind frame of like if if I experience if I experience that stuff on my own, at least I figure it out myself. I don't want to go in with a preconceived notion because I've already committed to this. Like my my like I'm I put it all in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm not gonna sort of let those sorts of things like influence me or what have you but like i'm very much differently like if if there are grievances to be had i want to know that i'm not the only one who's being subjected to this like but, unfairness like but like if the desync issue affects everybody i want to know about it so i don't go home try and play zelda die because i couldn't take a left turn and be like why? But see, God, here's why the, has this happened to but me? But see, here's the thing: like, oh are you? God, why? But like, now you're you've approached this in a in a mind frame of like, now you're looking out for it. Now you're now you're waiting oh, yeah, for no. it to happen. I'm totally you know what I mean? Being prepared. I'm totally going like to be sensitive to the idea that I paid for an item that is underperforming. So. Uh, like, I, I don't, I don't understand how that prepares you other than no, just no, being mad at I'm, yourself for no, spending no. some money on something you don't I want. I want to be prepared for the responsibility that Nintendo has to fix their mistake. Like, I want to be present for their resolution 
and whatever comes my way because they goofed <laughs> and they released a product where the left half of your nunchuck doesn't work. Uh, I, again, I don't know if, but that could be a thing that's like happening in these weird test environments. It could right. be happening but that's in the early releases. It's happening, I mean, it's happening to yet. everyone who's reviewed it. And if you're reviewing it, you're not like, there's not a huge like group of people reviewing it. It's not millions of items sold and then like 12 outlets are like, yeah, my left one doesn't quite work. It's like everyone who's reviewed it is like, hey, why doesn't my left one work? That's because they didn't get the $70 controllers. Yeah. They got the cheap ones. No, that's yeah. just it, though. I'm going to buy the $70 yeah. controller yeah. Yeah, yeah. after yeah. reading yeah. these reviews. <laughs> See, so like, I, I just got money. I just don't want to, like, believe a problem exists until it actually, like, affects me. You that's, know bad. I mean? that's bad. That's uh, yeah, bad. No, I'm not going <laughs> to Yeah, that's yet. definitely, like, not a good yeah. way to go. No, that's very bad. Not, <laughs> what do you not mean? Good like, I'm not going to be... I'm not going to wait to be sick before I take, like, the... But here's the thing. But in that exact mind frame, like, what are you going to do? Like if you're if you're already worrying doom well, and gloom that the system's going to be bad, then your only recourse at this point right now is to not buy it, you, like pots. You could very easily just not buy I, the system and wait to see if it sucks or not. Yeah, I mean yeah. That's, Skirbo, that's the responsible consumer thing. Good What's up, Shane? I get what you're saying in like the mindset of a game. Like if I go if I jump into a game and I'm not aware of its issues right off the bat, and I get a full through experience of a game and didn't notice issues that when I go online other people did have, yeah. then I get to be like, oh, well, I got that experience without without a hitch. Yeah. When it comes to hardware, that's a um, whole different it's, ball game. It's, yeah. It, yeah, like it's yeah. more, it's when you have hardware, it's less of a single experience that can be ruined by, you know, one defect. But, it's something that you have to be aware of for your investment I'm, of your gaming library so going forward. But, but, but pause for a second. Pause for a second. So we, but. We don't know what this is like in a consumer environment. Except that right? it's literally happening to everybody. Sure. Hold, yeah. hold on. <laughs> so what it literally happened to everyone who's touched. But one. this is what I'm saying. If they know about the problem now, what if it's as simple as just like update, like some sort of firmware well, so that's patch just or the something? Thing, though. If it was that it simple, can, yep. why have they not made a statement about it? Because, everyone knows because about they're it. demo units. Because the system's not public release. yet. Because the system's not public Nintendo, yet. It's, it's not a retail dude. item. Since when does Nintendo make public statements? Yeah, they don't have to handle their shit responsibly. They're Nintendo. I don't want to get Nintendoed, alright? I don't like, want to get we'll Nintendoed. You're going to get one So then my point of view is just then don't get the system. Like, if you are if you think that it's going right. to be shit, then just don't get it. Okay, like, like I don't want to go buy a Wii U instead. Right like, I still want to play Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to buy a fucking Wii U. Okay. I I, I don't know. Like, I, I have... No. Go ahead, Jim. Well, it's just, like, I, I get what you... Tr- uh... I lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> my thing is like I'm not trying to be deliberately naive. I think what you're what you're saying to me I is like you are you definitely think... deliberately being naive. I don't think you're trying to be deliberately de- naive. Deliberately naive. I think you're trying to really be an apologist. I'm not even apologizing for anything. No, literally, I'm not apologizing for anything. I, I, Shots fired. I'm I'm humbly what? I'm humbly saying that I literally don't have the information yet. I don't have the information. That's being that's being naive on purpose. What are you? You're refusing refusing to read information. You're literally in a real world scenario. Purposely being ignorant. But it is in a real world scenario. We live in the real world. No, but I'm saying, like, the the system (laughs) is not out in a retail environment. It's not like. 
It's not like a normal like a product. I can't it's, go out and buy one. I mean, right it's now. not like the right, people and are doing this. Are living now the lives where critics and reviewers need like, to look at it, point out the guys, flaws, guys, say what's you wrong don't... with it, and then warn consumers to say whether right. it's worth your money. Consumer or not. journalism is important because then it stops you from having unfair expectations of a product. Yes, you don't need to. No, be aware of its issues, to hold a vendetta against it, and to, like, hate on it. It's just to yeah, be aware like, that those issues I, are present before you make your purchase. You could have never told any of the problems, and he'd still be a shit about it. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but... It's true. It's true. I didn't yeah. know about this. It, for, like, for, for the record, Skirbo, yeah. I didn't know about this issue, and this issue doesn't affect me because I'm sure it will get figured out. If it doesn't get figured out by a firmware upgrade, they'll do uh, a recall and for a hardware... Uh, that's horrible. Oh, right. Of like, course, it's horrible. Yeah, no, it, it would, will that, get sorted that would be, out. This that would be a bad scenario. Right. I, I don't know. Like, Especially on launch. I'm not yeah. apologizing I, for a mistake because no, no, no. again, we know, we know that part is very know, clear. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I'm not, I'm not saying you're apologize. I, I don't mean like apologist, like saying I'm sorry. I mean like apologist as in a defender. That's Th the context. This, this, this is this it. is me being an optimist. You're being a fanboy. This is me being an optimist. Yeah. I, I will, <laughs> dude. I will it's own. Two sides the same. I will own a Nintendo fanboy. Look around this room. Like ninety percent of the shit on the walls is Nintendo related stuff. Okay, like I will own that. Fanboy. I'll, I'll own it. One. One, two, one, three, two, Harvest Moon, four. Harvest Moon, yeah, alright. Yeah, it's Nintendo. Uh, five. Sometimes Game Boy Advance. Six. <laughs> sometimes. Whatever. There's a lot. Anyway. <laughs> alright, so let, let me let me make this My clear. Thing is, like, look, if there's an issue, I, I like this this sounds like a problem that they're going to fix. I I wouldn't use this as an excuse to not buy it. I have plenty of other reasons. To yeah, buy no, it's totally. <laughs> but like, yeah, totally let me get my. No, 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 no. But like, but like, but like, I I feel like it's it's important to be aware of issues when you're purchasing hardware or literally anything. You should you should be doing Software. some research on before you buy it. I yeah. mean, that's that's just that's just responsible consumerism. Like if I was buying a like a dryer and the dryer was like, by the way. Every it now and dry again, it doesn't dry left socks. <laughs> like, all your left socks will come out wet. I'd be like, that's really weird. Why is that happening? Like, I you don't bring wanna, it back like, to the same wheelhouse. Yeah, I would like, be if really, you're looking at a game, I would you're not really going to look at... irritated if I spent a lot of my time trying to figure out why my left socks are all coming out wet. And then I realized, it's not just me, it's everybody. I it's guess... It's very well-publicized it, it. issues. Okay, so I guess the, the reason why I'm... I'm loosening the leash a little bit, right? Why I'm I am giving I'm giving Nintendo a little bit of room on this issue in particular is because of like the nature of games, right? It's all in flux all the fucking Nintendo time. Nintendo fucks everything up, and they always sort of fix it. But so. what I'm saying is, there's no hard stops on anything. Like if this is a problem right now, they could solve this problem and have it not be a problem. By midnight tomorrow, there will, yeah, okay. there will absolutely on, be on, a day one patch. And I'm you're talking them... about the same company who could have solved the massive shortage of the NES Classic, but uh, willfully yeah. chose not to. Yeah, I think that was like you're talking I'm, I'm about a bit the of a same company. That... I think that was purposefully done. Get to... out your tinfoil oh, hats, absolutely. Yeah, could have done something about that, but didn't. We're talking about the company that could have willfully solved any problems with their firmware with the That's Wii right. U, the shitty launch library, 
held a shitty library for the Wii U in general. Um, okay. Anything for also, like the, 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 the again, again, shortages? I'm I'm giving I'm giving them the space because one, it's a possibility. It could happen it's, that they fix this within the next two days. Oh my god! The, Dude, my, it's fucking Nintendo. They're going know, to screw it that's, up. That's a crazy thing. But also, I feel like there's more pressure on them because the Wii U fucked up so bad, and they're like, okay, this is our next console launch. We have to. I, like, I, I, right. I legitimately no, don't think they no. care no. at all. No, no, no. no. There is no pressure on them. Not with like with the Breath of Wild. Like reviews coming yeah, out as they, they are. That's got everybody you know, frothing at the mouth for the a new Zelda game. Needs to be. This might be our last console if we don't fucking fix. This. But it's not. That's definitely not yeah, their mindset. Not, they're but... fucking. They're drug dealers, man. They give you a thing like Breath of the Wild, where you're like, "Fuck, I can't live without this." And then they're like, "Okay, now here's the shit that's been cut with like Ajax and shit. Here's <laughs> here's your system." <laughs> Ajax. Well, here's, here's your system. It doesn't really work all that well, but we know you have to buy it because Breath of the Wild. Oh, and nobody man. has a Wii U, so you gotta buy the Switch. Oh, man. Yep. Yep. <sighs> well, I, I think we've this topic has reached ahead. I, yeah. I will be my blind optimist for a little bit longer. For a little bit longer. Poor, poor, and poor. then, Pots, I will give you full right to I told you so me in two days. I don't even think the system's going to be bad. I just don't want to buy it. I hope it. it's not. I and I, 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 and I don't even hope that it's bad. I kind of hope it's bad because Nintendo sucks and as much as I love them, I'm also really pissed at them for being assholes. So I kind of hope that they crash and burn entirely a second time in a row. But for everybody's sake that bought it, I hope it's really great. I just don't feel any need whatsoever to purchase one. I they yeah. they have given me no reason to feel the need to buy this thing. I feel like my expectations going in and after seeing all the reviews have been I never expected it to be amazing in anything. I just expected it to be interesting and look cool next to my TV and that's it's just from what I've read that's what I can it seems, expect. It seems yeah, too I mean, much like a Wii U. It seems too much like a Wii U. There's just I I will if the I Wii U fully, had launched with Breath of the Wild, I would have bought that too. I will fully admit <laughs> that I'm a bit mystified by its novelty. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm definitely mystified I'm, by its novelty. I can already I, can already I like predict this I'm going to be playing this game like I'm going to be playing Breath of the Wild and probably 90% of the games on the Switch in tablet mode. I'm not going to be playing See, this on my it's, TV. it's the multiplayer stuff that has it for me. I, I can't yep. wait. I can't wait to play Bomberman with I, Allie. I can't wait to have all you motherfuckers come over yes. and play 1-2-Switch. I, I can't I love the idea. wait to play our yeah, uh, fast I, remix of I'm looking forward here. to the idea of I can go home, grab my Switch, play Breath of the Wild, drive here, use all your amiibo to get all the things <laughs> without ever paying for them, and just peace out. That's a yeah. very cool premise. And you should do that wow. because Nintendo deserves you. Not and I will. Any of their <laughs> I will definitely yep. do that. Yep. As as the last Jimquisition said, I'm not telling you to steal from Nintendo, but you would be well within your rights to steal from Nintendo. So you know that was the second last one. Yeah, the last right. One you're right. I'm not you're right. paying for any amiibos, but I will. I just like or should all you? Of yours. No, I, I, I also have amiibos just because cool I like the way that they look. That's a pretty cool. Roy. I like the concept of them. It's so just cool. I'm not willing to put the investment. Well, into they them. just they know that people will pay anything. For toys, because it's Nintendo, just yeah. like people will pay for like a seventy or eighty dollar. That is pretty cool. Like, like it's a it's a tiny <laughs> Nintendo toy. They could charge a 
like a hundred dollars per amiibo, and people like Skirbo would still buy them. Damn right. Uh, <laughs> Damn right. That's not even a dig. That's just true. Look, I've got Shovel Knight yeah. up there, and this little tube. Shovel Knight. Yes, very, very good draw no, no, no. game no, in for the got, fucking. He's Wii got Wii more of the. Wait, Zelda Shovel Knight's an excellent game, and they're getting it, content updates. It is, uh, but it's already on every system. Sure, sure, but not for Switch owners. But yeah. are you? But are you well, suggesting uh, that Switch owners don't have any other consoles? No. Depends on depends it's, on the kind of gamer it is. In all I, seriousness, I don't. I, allowing, I, I do not people think people to finally own just an Nintendo. I don't console think that the, the Switch is to. going to do the Wii no. thing, whereas people that don't play video games are going to buy the Switch. Oh, I, I totally agree. I, I, I totally agree. Your grandparents aren't going to buy a Switch. I, I agree with Shane where he says like. And I, I believe I heard you correctly where Nintendo's always been an add-on console. Like, nobody has yeah. just a Nintendo I mean, console. since, like, the since SNES. Like the yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, oh, the, maybe the N64. People, people play on Nintendo consoles for exclusives. That's literally why they own Nintendo consoles. Like, and that's just a fact. And that's like, and Nintendo is well aware of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well yeah. aware. Okay, let's, let's change gears real quick. Because, Paz, I want to talk about something that I know you're excited about. Mass Something effect? you can actually be happy about, not Mass Effect. Oh, then uh, what? I'm confused. The announcement <laughs> of Shadow, uh, oh, Shadow yeah. of War, War. Middle Earth Shadow yeah. of War game. Or Sh- Shadows of Wardor, <laughs> is that what it's called, <laughs> as it's being referred to online. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, I know Frank Frank was really mad about this game. In the, the plot is fucking stupid, if I'm understanding it right. You fight fucking Sauron? Really? I mean, you, really? You, they were gonna have they were gonna have Aragorn do that in the third movie. Yeah, so. I mean, as, so as long overdue. As, <laughs> That's so dumb. As we discussed, I know, Frank, it is. it's not a part of the same timeline as the books. It's a part. Or not. It's the Jackson. <laughs> it's the Three Jackson verse of the universe that has thrown everything into a chaotic you're, mess. You're gonna get a he ring of power. You're gonna fight manifest. Sauron. He created a ring of power to enslave men and bind the other rings of power created by gods to bestow power to the peoples of Middle-earth. This guy can subjugate reality, and you're going to fight him? There is a level of backstory of the Lord of the Rings that people that have watched the movie and not read the Silmarillion have no idea exists. And you have to understand that this game exists in a universe where no, that shit it's not even doesn't that, exist. We're going it's into the territory that. of if you stat it, your players will try to kill it. <laughs> yeah, Some things no, you just like, do not stat. Yeah, that... To, yeah. Sorry. I was going to make a... No, I was gonna <laughs> He's make just a, a dude. Really you can cut off his fingers like any other dude. We saw it happen <laughs> in the movies. <laughs> I was going to make a really bad comparison to Malagos. I think what's important here is you're going to be able to assassins crew around and stab some goblins that have hired up goblins that you're also going to want. I don't know if you guys know this, but Shadow Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of Mordor was the best Assassin's Creed game that's ever been released. Amen. I thought it was the best game that. And uh, and the idea that they're they're upping the nemesis system, which I thought was a really cool and novel idea that didn't really work beyond like the first couple hours of the game. Um, what do you fa- mean? That's the whole game, isn't it? Uh, yeah. There's more basically. of a game than just killing the that's, people. On that's the honest. thing is like it's it was a cool idea, but I feel like it was very like this is our beta 
test of this thing. And I, I even said back when I was playing it, like, man, I'm really excited to see what they do when they actually do the Nemesis system. And, I mean, they're talking about it affecting your entire game world, which, of course, is something that we've heard many times before. Like, your choices will affect the game world. I, I have very low expectations for that, but I'm yeah, interested like, I don't think to it's see... going to change the final boss, depending yeah. on what your I'm, Nemesis system is I'm like. just interested to see what they do with it, because I think it's a really cool idea. I feel like we're in an industry where you don't see a lot of new ideas all that often. What so are you talking you... about? we got the Switch coming out. Man, <laughs> the Switch is just a fucking Wii U with two controllers. It's exactly the same thing. Don't talk to me about but Nintendo's innovation. That's a whole other podcast. We're play but it's got the Binding of Isaac on it. We're going to play so, a lot of Bomberman, bro. I feel like in the, in the world of AAA video games, you don't get a lot of novel, interesting ideas that aren't super gimmicky very often. And I think that that one was really cool, and I'm very interested to see what they do with it now that they've basically tested it. Yeah, I mean, common common knowledge is uh, usually when a game is released, like a new IP, they say they have to strip out like half of what they want to do, and usually the sequel is what was intended for the original game. Yeah. yeah. So presumably this game will be the matured, real version of what was intended in Shadow it's, of Mordor. It's where really you fight fucking Sauron in his Nazgul. Yeah. For and... me it's really interesting to see like... <laughs> Alright, so it used to be the feature that everyone talked about was sandbox. If it was sandbox, it was new. And everything was then sandbox. And then hmm. being a sandbox game pretty much begets, like, collecting things. And then the next thing that came after, like, collecting your flags, feathers, crests, whatever, became synchronizing with your map to get more areas of the map available on your mini-map. And then that was in here. So then See, they introduced the Nemesis system, and I haven't seen anything yeah, else do Nobody Nemesis. has copied that. So yeah. Shadow Shadow of Wardor <laughs> has basically... They still own the Nemesis system. Like, no one else has tried to do a similar Nemesis thing. Like, there are lots of Souls games, there are lots of Sandbox games, there are lots of Assassin's Creed-esque titles. And this is three years old. Yeah, I really hope... Three years old. I really hope they expand the whole... Uh, like personalities of the people on the Nemesis tree, because in the first game they would be like, "Oh, so and so is scared of fire," or something. Yeah, that was the but most interesting part. Of it, game. Like, it was interesting. Gr- Glob the, the bee fearer, and yeah, like, and I the, wonder what his backstory is. No, exactly. <laughs> but then the thing is, is like they would only let that go so far because it's like, okay, yeah. what'd you call him? Calbo- bee, bee Calbog the the Gar- bee fearer, Gar- right? right. So he's scared of bees or whatever. So but then okay, when you cool. find Mr. Bee Fear, he would just be in an area with, with a bee literally above him. So you're like, oh, I know how to exploit this extremely isolated, totally not generated <laughs> situation. Like, why, why would a bee like that? Shadows of War somewhere where bees have, like, are. <laughs> some <laughs> issues where like. Because I know, I think they said the Nemesis system Nicholas expands to, like, other here. races. Yeah. Or, like, your entire world. So it'd be really interesting to be like, oh, Galadriel, the uh, gluten-free elf. <laughs> 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 and then, like, you've got to, like, find a way to that's... be like, I'm going to get you to eat that elf bread. Yeah. I, like, I feel like it. there were, like, there were, like, ten traits that they would assign to, to orcs in that game. And the idea that it'll be, like highly expanded in this is very exciting because I, I thought again I thought it was really interesting really novel and and a really cool idea that just definitely needed to be expanded on yeah yeah, yeah sure. like the only thing that interests me of Shadow of Mordor in the first place is the nemesis system everything else I'll just 
It's open assess, world sandbox game. I don't Assassin's care. Assassin's Creed any of them. And I, I, I don't even like Assassin's it Creed. It is the well, best like, I Assassin's I don't like it. I'm just ambivalent. So. Oh, I really hope a good Assassin's Creed comes out on the Switch. There's no think, such thing as a good Assassin's Creed. I think game. we're looking forward to an Egyptian Assassin's Creed game if the uh, yep. current rumors yeah. are to be believed. Yep. Um, I'm so. Which is cool because everything think, Egypt is pretty freaking awesome as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, but so still not enough to get me to play Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Assassin's Creed 2. Keep going really, back. Really, really good. Keep going back in time, yeah. but somehow introducing new, better weapons. Yeah, yeah right. Try to yeah, explain that two, to me one more two time. 2 was really good, Brotherhood was really good, and then you can basically skip everything. Remember the graphic that. in 2 when you shot the gun? How, like, all the weird, like, things, like, synchronized? That was Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. The, um, the thing is, is that if you hadn't played uh, an Assassin's Creed, like Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and, like, got worn down on the franchise, you probably could jump into the latest entries and they'd probably be super fresh. I don't yeah. think better, but they just pretty damn good. Like, like you'd look at all these my, Assassin's Creed games and be like, oh, these are all really bad versions my, of yeah, I, mean, I would say I don't, I would say I don't care Unity. about open world games. I, would, I just I, I they don't, it's not a selling point to me. I just don't care well, think, about I open world it's games. Like, but just looking at it like objectively as a game, like except for Unity, which was clearly broken when it came out. <laughs> Um, so pretty cool. much every other Assassin's Creed game, I think you could look at like in isolation as a good game. Like Black Flag was apparently it's fantastic. Oh, and that's, that's the thing. I I played Shadows of Mordor, Shadow of Mordor, pretty late, and then I immediately started playing Black Flag after that, and I was like, "Holy shit, this game is so bad compared to." And it's it was well, there was massive difference. A hundred a hundred percent of my issues were with the controls. And particularly, like, the stealth. Yeah, like, Shadow of Mordor them. has literally has a crouch button, like the stealth button, just like Batman does. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in Assassin's Creed, you just, like, awkwardly run around and flail around, and you're expected to just, like, not be in the sight line. It, was, it just screamed, like, this is really dated yeah. to me a lot. I don't know if that carried through with the newer ones, like Syndicate and stuff. Yeah, I've not played, played Syndicate, but I yeah. would give it a try. I've, I've heard very good things about Syndicate. If it was Syndicate. on Games yeah, of Gold, that's I'd the weird thing. It. It, was just, it was so confusing to me. Like, Batman did it. Shadow of Mordor did it. Why do we not have, like, a be stealthy button? Yeah. Like, yeah. what knows? Have you Egypt? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, more we'll see if Egypt has it. Um, a, a, stick your head in the sand. Um, but I am long. Ostrich. <laughs> I am long, long. Worship a, worship a cat button. There you uh, go. Blend in with other people and worship a cat. All right, guys, we've been going for a little bit now. What do you say we get into our news slash true gaming topic of the week topic? Oh, what? I can't wait. Okay, so Hots, I think. Uh, that's what you get for having two beers. <laughs> Damn it. You can go if you want to. I might. I might. What are we talking about? So I was hoping that you could take point on this because I want to talk point. about. I want to talk about the. Uh, or Callum, you probably know more about this. But the uh, the new Xbox Game Pass uh, system. So I first want to establish sort of what that is, and I think there's a bigger element to this that I think is worth uh, worth discussing. So give us a, a quick biopsy on. Uh, the so Game Pass program. The Xbox Game Pass program was going to have a monthly rotation of games. So if you're anything like me, at the end of the month, you take a look at the list of like what's leaving Netflix and what's joining Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also know that I you know, was like an early adopter of EA Access. Sure. Pretty much just for Battlefield-related stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, and Inquisition. Because if you were a member of EA Access, you got not only a discount on EA titles, but early access to EA titles. Okay. So a lot like that, you kind of mashed those together into Xbox Game Pass, where you got a rotation of games. It's like $10 a month, right? $10 a month. You have a rotation of Xbox One, Xbox 360 titles, completely separate from your Games with Gold Mm -hmm. perks. And you pay this extra $10 so that you have immediate access to a roster of games that you can download to your hard drive, play them for, I think it said 30 days without reconnecting. Yeah, so... And, like, if you wanted to keep it, you get it at a 20% discount. Yeah. Which I guess is okay sometimes. So I think the the cool part about something like this is... uh, So PlayStation tried something in the same ballpark with PlayStation Now, which was essentially the same thing. Although the big difference was you were streaming it with... Uh, PlayStation now, so there was this inherent lag. Yeah. So I think... Yeah. Uh, well, Xbox... and the library's not interchanging, right? I'm sorry? I said, and the library's not interchanging, Correct. as far as I knew. Yeah, the library was pretty much like, this is what you get, and we'll add things to it periodically. And I feel like it was largely PlayStation Move and PlayStation 3 It, games. it was almost all PlayStation 3 games. Yeah. I think Three, I yeah. think they may have included some There's PS1 some PS2, classics. PS1. Yeah, PS2 and PS1 classics, yeah. maybe. But, like, the Xbox version seems like the mature version of that. I mean, the wise thing would be to download it to your console so you don't experience any of this bullshit with yeah. needing to be online and all this other garbage, right? Um, and then I think the compromise is that it's this, like, monthly exchanging library, yada yada. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that sounds like, somewhat similar to Nintendo's. Yeah, stupid, I was about to draw that comparison. Yeah, time virtual console bullshit. But, I mean, it's know. not like every game will leap. I'm sure, like there are things that are always on Netflix, and then there are things that are probably always going to be in the rotation. Like Halo Five is always probably going to be a game that you can get from Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But th- this sort of leads into the true gaming topic that I kind of want to uh, move us toward, which is. You know, with something like PlayStation Now and with something like um, like Xbox Game Pass, it's clear that there's sort of more there's more of an emphasis being put on the digital distribution and these more like subscription based models to acquire games. I mean, yeah. like you said, EA Access had the same thing where like you pay a monthly fee and you have access to all of EA's games. And I have a suspicion that this is going. I don't like this idea. Like, let's put this on the board now. I don't want this to happen. But I can imagine other bigger franchise games could move into this sort of model, like the Call of Duties and all, and like the, uh, you know, I I was going to say like the Madden or like the sports titles or whatever, but they're already doing that with EA Access. So like, what do you guys sort of think about this subscription-based gaming and like basically an only digital version of like I, a, a solely digital way to access I immediately games. do not like it companies especially from unbased. Xbox like it doesn't like okay if you're going to subscribe to something subscribe to something that makes new games available to you mm-hmm. because you know it's not going to be Xbox Game Pass if the options are pay $10 a month and instantly get access to new games from Xbox Live's catalog sure like gamefly Insta- yeah like gamefly Inst- and i'm not plugging gamefly i've used gamefly <laughs> not a sponsor and not a sponsor i've used gamefly i think it's the better model but digital distribution for me means either i have immediate access to the games that come out at midnight yeah or i don't because it doesn't make any sense for me to only pay ten dollars a month and, and Xbox has have... screwed out of my fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, or or, well, or to say that you only have access to you, games that are six months old. You have to remember right. that 
corporations really, really, really love subscription models. Oh, yeah. Because if they can get you on the hook for $10 a month and assume that you're going to forget that you're paying it, which most people do. I mean, let's be real. This is how like, like HBO how exists. How many years yeah. would you have to forget that you're paying $10 a month to equal the amount you spend on new games? Well, see, this is why I think there's a weird uh, distinction between this. Sorry, Frank and Shane, do you guys want to chime in at all? I was going to say, it's more applicable if you're a sort of casual player where you're only interested in... You know, a certain sect of games or whatever happens. I agree with you. That's why EA Access is the better deal because if you are someone who is a very specific kind of gamer, like I'm not gonna like disparage it because I like Battlefield, but if you're a dude bro who likes your Madden and likes your racing and you like shooting stuff in Battlefield. EA Access is $3 a month, and you have that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, but then the qua- uh, the quantity of games is far less. So for the casual looking at it, you're thinking, oh, 10 bucks a month for all of these games versus 3 bucks yeah. a month for but, fewer but see, games. See, I think because it's not defined as of right now, like how yeah. adjacent it's going to be. Like, Let's say it is they do provide all you know, uh, Microsoft published games on launch, but like, let's say something comes out from Platinum or Capcom or whatever, uh, you don't get access to those? Like, like what's the deal there? It's gonna be old stuff. No. I mean, it's... I mean, I I would imagine they they would do just a publishing deal and, like, they would get a certain amount of, uh, revenue from, from, uh, from the product sold, yeah. Well, from the product sold through that, uh, through the service, yeah. Right. So, similar so. to like uh, PlayStation Plus games and Xbox. But it would, it would have to yeah. be, it would have Launches. to be that they provide you games that they know are going to take you more than thirty days to finish. Yeah, I mean, th- like, this, then that's this how is they why... get the extra money from you. Is they convince you that you want to keep I mean, playing. So it's it's pay... either that or they're just happy to take your ten dollars to play old games. Yeah, because well, I mean, but they're all well, this no. is why this is why I have a, a hang up with this because I feel like you know while there's something like you know TV is very easy to get in a subscription model for because your experiences are so transient. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's this endless pool of shit that you can do, and it's just this very like and it's passive. New. It's like this passive like experience. Pay more it's for not TV subscription. But, but the like Netflix, Netflix stuff is oh right. But like well, if you subscribe, right? If you subscribe to See? PlayStation View or Sling TV, you're seeing for the same price old TV on demand and new TV yeah. that happens. But but so here's like, the difference. The difference with games is like I think people put a lot more value into those individual experiences where a subscription model just might not make sense. It's like you made the comment where like are you going to be able to finish this game in 30 days or whatever and it's like that's that's kind of a weird that's thing to think That's assuming you play about. it offline. Yeah, it's sort of a weird thing to think about because, like, for someone like me, it's like, well, no, like, I want to be able to come back to this game whenever I want. So now I've got to pay yeah, exactly. a multi and rebuy it afterwards. Like, that well, doesn't make sense for me. I think, but even more so, like, or rather in the opposite direction, you think of something like, uh, like EA, or I made the comment for like the Call of Duty games, right? Which honestly, I would look at something like Call of Duty and imagine that they're going to move to a subscription model way sooner oh, than we're course. already for. Yeah. And it's because those games are primarily multiplayer. It doesn't matter if there's it's, some. It's going to become an MMO model. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. think you're totally right. 
And then if they do the same thing that EA does, where certain new games uh, come out early for people who buy into the subscription service, that means you're basically creating this two-tier where some people get into the game early and get into that conversation early, and everyone else, like, who isn't paying, the plebs for, you know, the plebs. I did that. I paid EA Access, and I got in on Dragon Age Inquisition immediately. Is it, like, two days early, though? Yeah. Like, who cares? Some some people care. Some people some, do some, yeah, some people, people that's a big like deal. Some people a... some people who follow gaming news and content and are I'm trying to be care, content yeah. creators on the internet certainly care. Yeah, I would also put, like it's two days. It's not like it's a coming out a month later. So here's the lot can happen in two days. Complete in two days. What scares me about this model and like <laughs> I know a lot of uh, a lot of other gaming personalities across the web are advocating for like an all digital future, right? Like getting your games digitally. I personally am not a fan of that at all. We've definitely like, had the uh, conversation about owning physical <clears throat> games and digital games and I'm pretty sure we both ended up on the side where owning physical is very rewarding. Well, yeah, it's a, it's like guaranteed or it's not guaranteed maintained value, but at least you're maintaining some level of value. Also, when you're getting something just digitally, it's like, do you really own that? It only yeah. it only yeah. exists as long as you is, either belong um, to a certain. This is what I or... this is what I brought up to Alex when I was talking to him about this too. I don't like the subscription the subscription model because it's sort of demonstrating the shift in gaming culture that we're going with where everything's going digital and less and less ownership is prevalent like um, on steam if i give valve money i don't own the game that i have on steam i'm licensing it from them and i can play it indefinitely based on that licensing agreement but i don't technically own it i mean this is exactly the problem that i have with something like playstation plus right i mean on on a surface level playstation plus seems like this a pretty cool program right it's like 40 bucks or whatever for the year you get your free games every month yada yada but like the problem is is like so i got a game like rocket league i got rocket league through playstation plus right i cannot buy that game digitally now because it says that i own it via playstation plus and if i choose to cancel my playstation plus membership i cannot access or buy that game digitally ever again i can i have uh... to be subscribed to PlayStation Plus in order to play that game. And that fucking sucks. Because, like, what happens, like, you know, 10, 20 years from now, like, when this version of PlayStation Plus doesn't exist or something, or for whatever reason I'm not paying for it, but I just want to get a couple rounds of Rocket League, and that's that's literally not even an option. Well, in 20, in 20 years, nobody's going to be playing Rocket League with you. But but you sure, get we're what, all gonna you be get what I'm saying. The, the, yes, the, it's, uh, it's just, like, it sucks that you're kind of, like... This, They're this, holding your games hostage is what it feels very, like to me. This yeah. is very similar, uh, something that I have a lot of experience with in a uh, kind of adjacent industry is digital comics. And this was a big thing when like Comixology came out where it's like, okay, you're basically like renting all of these comics for an indefinite period of time. But let's say, and this was before... Amazon owned Comixology, and this isn't really a, a an issue anymore. But like, let's say Comixology goes out of business, then the like nine hundred dollars in comics that I've purchased through purchased through Comixology just disappear. Well, yeah, and they have also moved into they have two models. They have just their regular store, and then they have Comixology Unlimited, which is paid nine dollars a month, just like everything else, and get access to all of this shit that's like six months old or older. And I think it's 
I put a lot of thought into it when that came out, and it's basically exactly the same thought process I went through with this Xbox thing. I think for a certain type of person, this is a fantastic service. This is exactly yeah. what they have always wanted. Somebody, honestly, like me, who doesn't play games when they first come out, I get to it a lot later. Um, and somebody who has a lot of time to blow through a ton of games that may not be super new, and they don't feel it's necessary to be like in on the new stuff. I think it's a fantastic option. For me, it doesn't particularly work because I just don't have the time. Like <laughs> I don't have the time to play enough games to make it worth it. But if I was like in school and I had nothing but time to play games or read no comics money. and no money, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would be all time. over Comixology Unlimited. I would be all over this because that just makes sense because I just want to play games. I just want to read comics. I don't feel the need to be up on things. I just want to do yeah. it in a way that makes economic sense. Yeah. For me right as long now, as it this does not work. As long as it doesn't threaten the current market that we've already got going from, you I, know, I, see, yeah, I can't see that it's going to shame. threaten it. It's uh, yeah, exactly, and I don't think yeah, it will. Threaten subscription it. Yeah. models are just something that corporations see as low hanging fruit. Right. They want your, like if you want to, they want to count on your ten bucks a month. If, well, They're exactly. not going to not make you able to buy shit anymore because they really want sure. your sixty dollars. Well, they want you to be able got to buy stuff. I'm I'm more so scared of losing the physical side of media. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, yeah. I honestly yeah. think that the physical side of media is in real danger because well, it's, it's like it's like a I think very the games. I don't know. It's a very steady the, sort of like march towards decline. that. Like, the thing is, the best comparison was Netflix. To be like, if you like movies, go see a movie that day, pay $10 for a seat, go see the movie. If you if you just want to see all the movies, get $10 Netflix. for a movie. So then the alternative to that is like, alright, Netflix used to Even, be just that. Yeah. But now, Netflix has original programming, original well, movies, original comedy specials. The other important thing is Netflix do. used to be physical media, right, and yeah. then they were like, so fuck that. Who's to say that Xbox Game Pass isn't the first step honestly, in making because, content honestly, only like, available I have, to Xbox it, Game Pass? Go ahead. Because the thing is, is I don't think it's... When they introduced the Xbox One, and they had a model that was you know, selling you a physical game that was tied to an account that was dependent on online capabilities, yeah. or in this case, were dependent to a subscription model, it was re like it was reacted to negatively enough so that they changed it from the console. Yeah. Now we're back to here. We've gotten the service as an option, and uh, basically, uh, because it's an option and not a mandatory thing, us consumers can keep buying games the same way yeah. that we... Want to I, and I other people, the, and, and I know, the, like I don't think it's just a, a matter of time that has made us more comfortable towards this idea of the Game Pass. I think it's just the fact that the Game Pass is marketed as an option and not as the way that Xbox will I, go for. I think that they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Like, okay, we couldn't yeah. get away with making this a thing that has to happen. Let's just mm -hmm. see who will pay for it. Like, yeah. we might as and, well just put it out, too. But see, and it, that's totally fine. But see, so, I think it, it, it might set a... And I'm going to use a very hyperbolic term right now, but it might set a dangerous precedent where, like, let's say Microsoft does that, and then they say, hey, by the way, Halo 6, it's on the way. But you can only get it if you're subscribed to Xbox yeah. Game Pass. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. that's fucking scary. Like, yeah. I don't... like. Like that sucks. A, you know what I mean? I think that game will sell. Model. Like yeah. if you want yeah. to see 
it used to be if you wanted to see new brand new comedy specials you had hbo now it belongs to netflix and netflix owns that content not as part of a separate tier but as the entire package if you want original programming from them you have to be in the whole thing and that and that's a scary thing too because like i'm the kind of person where i like the idea of physical things existing for collectors but me personally i would just rather have a digital library for the sake of convenience i don't uh, sorry go ahead jen I was just going to say, I don't think that idea is is uh, sustainable for them either, because when you put as much money as you do into a AAA release, like something along the lines of Halo 6, subscriber count will go yeah. up. That's great. But th- will that bump in subscribers, even though there's already an established subscriber pay base, for the game. cover, yeah, pay for the game versus sales of actually, you know, distributing yeah. no, the game? Sure. Like, in all yeah, honesty, sure. physical media makes very little sense when you compare yeah. it to digital media it's but, it's uh, completely but, a novelty but, it it but is for me it's the symbolism that's associated with exactly. it if you have physical it's, it's, it's media you own it it's literally you own it it's yours it. like yeah. frank you're telling me that like like it wouldn't give you pause for even just a second to think that if steam just felt like it if they just felt like it they could just ban your account from steam and, and no, for, no, no, it for, absolutely gives For whatever pause. reason. Like, we don't know why, but let's just say that they banned you. Like, how many hundreds of dollars that you've invested into that platform is just gone forever? <laughs> More than hundreds, let me tell you that right now. But, yeah. no, and but that's that absolutely gives like me that... pause. I'm not arguing with you on that point. I'm saying, me personally, I like the convenience of digital. Yeah. I like the fact that it's instantaneous gratification. I like the fact that I can have an entire offline library that doesn't take up physical space, nor does it take up any space on my hard drive if I don't want access to it. Am I missing something? Because but... there's nothing convenient to me about having your games be digital. It's a hundred times um, more convenient no, than having it. It's way more convenient. Hang on, about... hang on. Let me finish my thought. No, Let me no, finish my thought. But as much as I like all of that, it's still like what you just said. Yes, it absolutely gives me pause. And it makes me at least somewhat uncomfortable with the idea that you don't necessarily own the game. On the flip side, it's something I'm willing to live with if it means that yeah. I can get games cheaper. Like, exactly. like, exactly. like one of yeah. Like one of Total Biscuit's arguments during the whole uh, debacle when the Xbox announced the tie-in, the digital tie-in with the console yeah, where you can't DRM. trade games in. Yeah, one of the main draws of having games really cheap on PC is the idea that you can't trade it in. It cuts out like third-party retailers like GameStop, and publishers are more comfortable with giving you really deep discounts. Yeah. And I like that Which as a consumer. Is, that's exactly like of anything to get adopted from this new subscription model. Would that, be that 20% be well that 20% discount is at least a step in yeah. the direction yeah. on the console side but, yeah because the, the shame is that the console side though hasn't hasn't reflected any of that you know no, exactly you're, and you're that's saying, this is that's, why i dislike where this is going because of all the stuff i just said yeah i would rather more than all of that own what i'm using and have complete and guarantee that you know, I can do with it what I will because I have given money for yeah, it. And Frank, just to back up what you're saying, like, taking it back to comicsology again, like, I basically don't consider anything that I own in comicsology to be comics that I actually 
own. It's more yeah. just like mm-hmm. it's. I basically use that because they have unbelievable sales, and I use it almost like I would like a library, like a physical library. Like I'm, I'm taking it out. I have the opportunity to read it. I can literally go back at any time to read it again. But it isn't really yep. mine. If it's something yeah. that I want to own, then I buy the physical book and it's I a put permanent it on my rental. shelf. And this is the way I was just kind of like looking at it and thinking about this. This is actually, in some ways, a return to the rental economy. Yeah. That sort of went out of the window when Blockbuster died, except that you're giving a higher amount of money. You don't have to pay for late fees and you have infinite access to it. But at the end of the day, it's still a rental. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't. It, I mean, I, now I'm just getting into the semantics of it, but it does introduce some weird stipulations like having like uh, space on your console becomes infinitely more valuable. You know what I mean? So now it's like the, this constant like juggling act. And this is the one part of like digital stuff that it's kind of bothers like me. That. Yeah, where it's just like constantly deleting and re downloading shit. Also, physical like, media doesn't help that anymore. I don't know. The, the no, disc is just a key that helps. unlocks your download. There's definitely a far, like, smaller amount of time spent installing a game. Like, okay, yeah. if I wanted to download Resident Evil 7, I would be doing that for friggin' hours. But if I just put the disc in my PlayStation, it's installed and updated in, like, 15 minutes. That is, the disc itself and the other thing the is, game on it. It does. Yeah, it and you still get access it, to version 1.0. It's all off yeah. of the disc. Like to it's, tell me that, like, oh, if you buy it digitally, you've got like midnight access. We, that doesn't mean anything to me if midnight really means 4 a.m. We have we've really just moved to a point where consoles have become PCs from like the 90s, where you buy the disc. <laughs> Worst PCs. Yeah, you die. But, you buy the disc. You you rip the content off of the disc, and then you have to continue to put the disc in every time, even though it's downloaded on your computer, because it like allows the game to play. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. No, you're exactly. Right. It's it's literally we have gone back in time twenty years, <laughs> just because. Just because. I'm very angry, just you guys. <laughs> Filled with rage. Uh, this is a pretty interesting topic, though. I think we've had some uh, some good. It's one that I was certainly passionate about because of sort of the implications, and I'm the kind of person who likes to think in, think in abstracts and think in long-term projections and what this sort of means for like the greater scene, as you were. So this just brought up a lot of questions that I had to like spend a day or two just kind of like All chewing. Whereas Skirbo is being interestingly not um, positive. About this, aren't you supposed to have a blind, positive I... outlook about everything? <laughs> Most things, I but I—I I mean, this is something that I have a hard stance on. I feel like I have the most positive yeah. outlook about this of anybody, which is super weird. I mean, yeah. like, to rip like... to, to rip off or riff on Jim Sterling, it's good in theory, yeah. but do you really trust a triple A publisher to implement no. something that's good in theory? Well, I mean, that's the thing, and, and the. You should not trust any AAA publishers to do I anything. I think the model is you will continue buying new games for as long as you want to play them that day. And you will continue to probably simultaneously subscribe to playing old games yeah. you don't have anymore. Yeah, the rest so they're going to get I, just, I don't have to subscribe to play no old matter, games. The, the like rental... If you don't buy a game every month, you're at least still getting yeah, yeah. cut the, for this, this service is for a very specific person. Yeah. And for that person, it is going to be great. And for everybody else, it's just a thing that you don't do. I I, th- I think well, the the yeah. point you made before is pretty astute, where it's it's essentially replicating the uh, 
the Gamefly model. Except with Gamefly, you get to pick the game. In this, it's basically yep. Gamefly roulette. <laughs> like, you're just gonna... Whatever it lands on, see, that's what you see, get See, like, play. even... Okay, but he, here's, like, a subscription service that I think works really well. Humble Bundle. They have a monthly subscription. Yeah. Because you brought up the roulette thing, where you pay... I think it's, like, 13 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And not only do you get the highlight game of that month, this past month it happened to be Total War Warhammer, the month before it was XCOM 2, you get this big shiny game from last year, plus you get, I think it's two games that came out within the last two years, an indie gem, or two indie gems that the the uh, company thinks is worth your time, and like another fifth game that I can't remember the criteria of offhand. Yeah, a subscription a of, uh, model like that. See, that's I can, that's yeah, more I along can, the lines of like a subscription box where yeah, you're, you're paying, yeah. For games. yeah, you're paying yeah, an, yeah, a, sure, an amount sure. of money for like an assortment that they have put together. Yeah, that for you sure. Want. But, it it, but still, box. <laughs> yeah, but still, I can get behind something like that because one, I know the main attraction of why I should pay for that one month, cancel any time if you want, but. For in this case, I didn't have XCOM 2. I saw XCOM 2 for essentially it was XCOM 2 on sale for like 13 bucks. I couldn't care less what the other games were, but I wanted that, so I got that. And it turns out the other games that I got were mostly great. But you have your headline, your marquee game, you buy into it, and then you get other games that, you know, for the most part are pretty fun. I played Rise Son of Rome for the first time in my life because it was part mm -hmm. of that bundle. I liked it. Yes. So it was a fun game. Yes. But why not adopt something like that? to draw more people in and then That's you just let basically what the games with gold is yeah. yeah like do you keep the games with games with gold oh yeah you yeah. get to keep them oh, okay. as long as you're subscribed to yeah Xbox. they're i mean they're like uh, so, so, but that's the thing as long as you're subscribed no with humble bundle you can cut your subscription and no, then you i don't think it's as long as you're yeah, subscribed yeah no, games with gold forever yeah you just download them you, gold, you get them plus go it's away only... after you subscribe yeah games with gold you download now with playstation plus they're like 80 percent garbage yeah but you Lately. do get the occasional like really really good title yeah but surprise see, like, it's a psv a game <laughs> but a system like that i think would be way more fair but like that way you know the publishers can have their subscription that they want and players will have at least some kind of variety to yeah, there's, like themselves an, with. there's like a, an established value yeah to... for sure yeah. So like, that. you know, you you need that one marquee, I think, that will draw people in and everything else is just gravy. Like I could have been happy, like I said, with just XCOM two and been satisfied with my purchase, but I was even more satisfied because there were some games on there that I actually had an eye on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I, I wanted to play Project High Rise for a while, never got around to it. Now I have it because it was in that bundle. So Because it's gonna be a really like interesting future as we go forward with this digital whatnot. Well, touch screen. <laughs> But guys, this was a uh, almost a two-hour-long podcast. Yeah, damn. Yeah, we Got almost damn. did it. All right, but I think this is a good place to wrap. I want to thank all of our listeners for hanging out on episode sixty-nine, giggity, of the TZR giggity. podcast. TZR podcast South Crew, welcome. Uh, thank you for South Crew with two Northerners. Yeah, thank you for having us across the ocean. Remember, our podcast <laughs> publishes every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting services you use across the web. You can also ask us questions at podcast at zeroview.com. And don't forget to sign up for your free 30 day trial at audibletrial.com slash TZR. 
to help support this podcast and to get yourself some awesome ebooks. Twenty hours. A good subscription Wild model cards. that you should check out. Wild cards. Wild, yeah. Oh, it's a subscription service where you get access to several free things. But you don't month. have to pay for this free trial because it's a free thirty day trial. That's so. true. And and, and you if can, you don't like it, you, you don't can have easily to cancel within the thirty days. Nice. Yep. Highly <laughs> recommended. Also, it would be cool to help us out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> thank you, Frank. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Callum. Thank you, Potts. And we will see all of you listeners on the next one.